Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Welcome back to another episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. Another super jam-packed episode today. It's a very exciting episode. Really exciting. Lots to talk about. We do. And like we try leading into these uh, podcasts where we don't reveal too much to each other about what we thought of a film we've seen this week. Yeah. And the film we've seen this week is none other than The Lion King. Yes. And you were really nervous about this one because Tim is a diehard Disney fan. I am too, but... You really, really handle your emotions tied up in this film, didn't you? The Lion King was my first ever memory of going to the cinema. So if you can cast yourself back to 1994 (laughs) when I was a wee lad. um, And I remember going to the cinema, Miranda, and I was in the front row. I was with my cousins and my siblings. Yeah. You know, sore neck at the end sort of thing because that cinema, you were like at the screen it was so damn close and i remember just being obsessed loving that movie it was so funny so enjoyable and it's carried on having that same impact on me throughout my adult life and so yeah i was nervous going into this 2019 remake well let's dive in then what did you think i want you to go first (laughs) i enjoyed it okay there's been a lot of conjecture and a lot of reviews out there um I think being quite harsh. I went in with some some preconceived notions of what bits to look out for and what was going to be lacking. Uh, but I tried really hard to just switch off, enjoy the story, enjoy the film for how it was, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I did really enjoy it. I switched off <laughs> because I was so bored. Oh. 
I was so hard. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to like this movie. Yeah. I'm going to say, I mean, I know you agree. The movie looked spectacular. Like it was incredible. Visually spectacular. Visually amazing. amazing. It's a technical aspect of the animation. It's amazing. Okay. So it opened well for me. I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps in Circle of I've actually got goosebumps now. That song does something to me. Yeah. I got, I'm just not even listening to it. I've got goosebumps thinking about so, it. The music is so important. But I think because it looked so real, that was also its biggest downfall for me because, and how we got tastes of little clips in the weeks leading up that we commented on this podcast, mm. the, the animals talking and singing and whatnot. I felt nothing when they spoke. I felt nothing when they sang. Right. There was no emotion. You couldn't feel anything. Everyone knows this story. Everyone knows Mufasa dies, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a spoiler, unless it is, and sorry. But um, I didn't feel anything. I felt yeah. I felt through Hans Zimmer's, Hans Zimmer's score, Yeah. which was exactly the same, because that's what carried the emotion. That's what reminded me about what I had felt, mm. but I wasn't feeling it again. So nostalgia was a bit of a trickster for me in this movie because... You had it, an expectation. I had that expectation and I think it worked against me here. But it also wasn't the full reason why I didn't like it so much is because it would it looked like you were watching a David Attenborough documentary. Mm. I love David Attenborough, but that's not what I went to see. I went to see a fun musical. I just can't wait to be king. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I kind of had to compose myself, close my eyes and take a deep breath because... It didn't have any of that pizzazz and fun that it should have had because they decided they made a decision. John Favreau and Disney and the producer, whatever, they made a decision to make this Lion King remake mm. real to life, and it worked completely against them. Yeah, I agree with that. I do agree with that. The musical numbers were turned down a few notches. Yeah, it wasn't as vibrant. I mean, in the cartoon when he does, I just can't wait to be king. It's this colourful. Yeah. Production of animals dancing and synchronized movements yeah. and all that kind of thing. Yeah, it was very OTT. Yeah, so it's it's very much turned down. Way down. But on the flip side of what you were saying with the emotion, I felt the vocal performances added a lot. So long as it wasn't focusing directly on their faces. So I think throughout a lot of the film they yeah. did a good job of not having too many close ups of the animals so that you I think they avoided that deliberately. Oh, Rafiki was 90% close-ups, though, because they wanted to show off I did the craftsmanship a, of... On that, I did have an issue with Rafiki. He wasn't as unhinged as he should have been. What was that about? He was like 10% of what he should have been. Yeah. Anyway, but the vocal performances I quite enjoyed, so I think they were quite well done. I agree. However, when Mufasa dies and Simba is trying to get him to get up, the vocal performance didn't match the mm-hmm. facial features. Mm-hmm. How did they film this movie? Did they have motion catch-up? No. Okay. No, no, it's all completely right. digital effects. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I should know that, but I was just wondering because if they did motion capture with the actors' faces and whatnot, no. then they then well, what no. did they capture off their expression? No. There was none. Okay. No, they didn't. But, I mean, that's impressive in itself that they created this entire world. Like, it's an incredible feat of filmmaking. Yeah. So that's very impressive. Hardly a flaw. It's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was beautiful and stunning. But I think the vocal performances were enough for me most of the time. Mm-hmm. But in scenes like where he's sobbing and crying, mm-hmm. Dad, wake up, mm-hmm. the 
face is just yeah. a line. Yeah, the, it's just a line. You're looking at a documentary film and Dave Edinburgh's t- telling you what they're feeling or thinking. And so that's not what I was there yeah. to witness. And I think... Um, that's where it fell down a little bit. I think In time. But I think also it worked really well in terms of uh, characters like Scar, yeah. that kind of thing. Like when he was being very menacing, it works because a lion is menacing. Mm. See, I actually, going back on what I've said and that they really mess up the musical numbers, mm. and the majority of the time they did, the only one that for whatever reason really worked was Be Prepared. Mm. But I had a friend who thought completely the opposite. Really? And I've thought about that number itself and I thought it was communicated beautifully. Mm. It didn't have all the choreography and whatnot. Mm. And I think that really played well with who Scar was, who the hyenas were. Mm. I did take issue on that point with the hyenas as well. Mm. They were not as unhinged as... No. They They turned down a lot. I think they forgot that they were making a Disney Mm. film. And this is another issue that I have among many. Mm. They fucking made a shot for shot. Mm. It was almost identical to to the animation. So if you're going to expect an audience to come in and literally re-watch The Lion King, just it looking prettier, mm. then you have to make it at that same level of musical nuance and, mm. and high-octane energy. If, you're not going to, if they weren't going to do that, which they didn't, then, then add some different flavours to it. Mm. Do something different. You know, they basically copied and pasted the script. They copied and pasted the shots. And I say that without having them next to each other, but it's so ingrained in my mind that it felt so familiar mm. that it did feel like I was just watching the animated movie, but I was endlessly bored. <laughs> oh I wanna, I was so flat leaving. I was so flat. I went through all these stages of emotion. I was, I, it started being with so life, like I said. Yeah. Then when you got to start getting the flavor of the characters and how they would communicate to each other or not because their faces wouldn't mm. move and then can't wait to be king. And then I just started getting bored and unimpressed. And then I was really sad. Oh. Um, and then I kind of got angry. Oh. I think I might be less angry now. Well, they succeeded in making you feel something. They made me feel something, but all the wrong things. I see some more positive stuff from you, like. Well, I was pleasant. I was pleasantly surprised. There was a lot of good stuff in there, and I think I found it easy to get lost in the story, as I said, when it wasn't a particularly emotive scene. Mm-hmm. Anyone who has empathy for animals or has a pet, maybe, can I thought can see the nuances yeah. in an animal's eyes. Yeah. So that didn't bother me. I could I could see the subtle the subtleness, mm-hmm. but when it needed to really hit you over the head, as I said with Simba and Mufasa. Yeah. It wasn't there. I'll agree with yeah. you that. My biggest issue was with the pacing of it or the the way it was laid out in that that scene was also was really quick. Which one? Uh, when Simba is trying to get Mufasa up. Oh, yeah. We didn't feel that enough. They didn't spend enough time on that. And then also when Nala is reunited with Simba, when she mm. finds him, mm. that was just so fast. Yeah, it was quick. And I don't think it's that fast in the animation, is it? It's like she was there and she was suddenly, and they were suddenly best friends again. And then they did, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And I thought, What? Which was ruined. What? Yeah, that, that did sound bad. I actually did, did not enjoy that one. Were they singing? I, okay, this might be harsh, mm. but it was almost like Beyonce didn't think she was singing with anyone else. Mm. She was literally taking over the song and she was trilling at every other lyric. And, you know, just turn it down. You don't need to 
trill that the song yeah. is so beautiful just went too far. The word and, the word out of the reviews is that Beyonce was miscast. I don't know about that. A lot of the time I I thought she was a good fit for Nala and that she had that sort of regalness to her voice and that more mature thing. But there was some moments when I thought, oh, uh, uh, like I, I didn't think she matched with Donald Glover as Simba, who I thought was perfect. Yeah. As oh, yeah, he was great. He was really, really good. And he brought a, a different sound to the voice of Simba, I think. Yeah, Beyonce was distracting. It was, it was distracting. But again, getting back to that, the pacing of it, there was also so much of Nala fighting at the end, which oh. I'm also, I felt like it was like Simba hardly fought Scar and it was all just Nala kicking ass with the pride, which was really great. Yeah, I didn't, but I didn't also, I, I, Yeah, I feel like that's a change they've made to update the movie maybe for modern audiences, obviously. But I just felt like, you know, in Animal Kingdom, you maybe don't need to do that. Let, let Simba take the lead. Right, yes. There were a lot of hyenas. There were a lot of hyenas, but it was a lot of her fighting. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I think that would that would have been a very, that would have been a choice that they made consciously. Yeah, definitely. Do that. I, I didn't notice that. That obviously didn't. I only noticed it so much because it felt wrong in comparison to how much time Simba got with his battle with Scar. Yeah. Which should have been the main event. Yeah. Pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what about Timon and Kumba? I actually really enjoyed Timon and Kumba. I think they were they injected a bit of life into a movie that was that I literally cast away by that point. And everybody was hating Pumba and the design of Pumba. I thought it was great. He's a warm bulb. He's ugly. It's the way it is. Yeah. Again, their technical prowess was their biggest downfall, and I think that was just the ripples were felt all the way through. You didn't enjoy how accurate? No, I did. I I appreciated it, Mm. but that's not what, in my humble opinion, I don't think that's the direction they should have gone to that length with this musical. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately. So overall... You were disappointed. I was disappointed. Overall, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, which is good. Happy medium there, I think. Okay, we're back to disagreeing. <laughs> the way it should be. Yeah. Well, at least we bring something different <laughs> to the film. But you know what? I think this movie will definitely divide people. And you alluded to that mm-hmm. earlier where a lot of the reviews have been quite oh, negative. Yeah. And I think I hope that Lee and I have been able to offer our own opinions here and that's what they are they are opinions yeah. and everyone's got this um love for this film whether they grew on with it or revisit it later on in their life i will say in terms of all the you know the downfalls of this film i did say this to you earlier but in the cinema children were sobbing like yeah, which is quite beautiful but... vocally sobbing when when my father died like i was sitting next to a, a few little kids who weren't that young, but they were they were sobbing their little hearts out. So the film is going to hit audiences the way it hit us yeah. for younger audiences, definitely. I'm really glad to hear that because I didn't feel that, but I'm glad that the audience of young kids are, are feeling something with this film. Yeah. And I say that from the lens that I'm glad that this movie is evoking that for them because it did for us in the animation and I don't think I got that again. Well, the things that made the um, animation great, the basic principles the story the music that's all there it is all there the visual feast is just very different yeah it's a very different dinner (laughs) (laughs) slimy but not quite satisfying for me (laughs) yeah is that that our new way of gauging you know throwing out a popcorn kernels yeah no give me give me a popcorn kernels i'm gonna give it a two and a half oh yeah 
Sorry. Ooh. No, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Actually, yeah. I'm going to give it a four. Oof. Because the technical aspect of the filmmaking was fantastic. The story was there. They didn't do anything new with it. They didn't, you know. Yeah, which but is, I think they should have done something new. I, their choices. I disagree. I think they did the right thing because people are so invested in this story. If they'd gone in a different direction, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. So I think they've done the right thing keeping to the story and the original story and the music and all that kind of thing. But We want to hear what you think. Yes. So when we post this in the comments of Instagram, at, at Popcorn Podcast is our handle, and uh, Facebook on our own personal accounts, yeah. please let us know what you thought. We, um, we, we want to know, want to, like, are you on my side or Lee's side or somewhere in between or way <laughs> off? We're making it a sign thing, are we? Yeah, I want to tally. I want to be able to come back next week and say I won. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's, then, I think it's starting to move on. Yeah, let's move on to the uh, big new releases of the week. Not not a lie out this week the because the Lion King's obviously taking centre Yeah, stage. taking a lot of bums on seats. Yeah. So The White Crow, which was directed by Ray Fiennes about a ballet dancer who defects to the West from the USSR, so it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apollo 11 for the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. I, I feel like it was the 40th anniversary yesterday. <laughs> this is kind of like crept up, like yeah. goodbye decade that was. So how did we get here? That's pretty exciting, actually. Yeah. And Sink or Swim, which this movie gives you the heebie-jeebies, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, no. About it's... a depressed man who joins a men's synchronised swimming team. Yeah, Rob Brydon. Who is great, said before, but mm. yeah, I think I might stay away from this film. Don't expect that review no. on our podcast. This is really great, Lee. What's happened with ILM? So Industrial Light and Magic are opening a permanent Sydney base and the priority is going to be to finish production on the last Star Wars movie. So Industrial Light and Magic is a production company that founded by George Lucas. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. his baby, yeah. And it, they have been responsible for CGI for Cross, basically yeah. like all the big blockbusters. Yeah. So it's going to be really exciting that they're going to have a permanent base in Sydney. It's going to create like 500 jobs apparently. Yeah, heaps. And they're going to create training programs and post-production to train people up. It's very exciting. It's going to make Sydney a really exciting hub for film. Yeah, I think Australia is really fighting hard to bring films to our shores and can prove that we've got the facilities, mm. the skills, and the and the experience behind us to, to convert really great yeah. projects. It might eventually reinvigorate Fox Studios, which I would be really excited about because yes. that was a great opportunity that just sort of dwindled away. I think Star Wars has been a real um, support of Australian the Australian film industry mm. because the the last two of the prequel movies were filmed here. Yeah. I think, but it's great that they're going to have a permanent base now. Yep. So this is funny. Mm. You you called this. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog has pushed its release date officially now, back into April from January yeah, because of the controversy surrounding the design. The design. So you might recall when the first look, it was the first a poster. People had things to say about Sonic's muscly legs and like, it was basically just a silhouette and yeah. everyone was like, what's going on? It was too human. Too human. And then the trailer came out and everyone went up in arms. Yeah. It was like two or three days when the director came out and said, Oops. We've heard your feedback. Yeah, a bit of fucking oops. <laughs> Probably like a $20 million oops. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to pull back and redesign Sonic. But they were holding firm on their release date. Here we are. They're not. They can't deliver yeah. it by Christmas or November or whatever January. it was. Yeah. Oh, January. Yeah. We'll see it around Easter. Yeah. San Diego Comic-Con is happening at the moment. Right now. There's, as we speak, there's a lot of uh, exciting stuff coming out. One of them is that... Oh, my God. Uh, Edward Furlong will be returning to the Terminator Dark Fate. I just got the same chills. 
from Circle of Life <laughs> as when you said that out loud. Yeah. This is fucking huge. Yeah. This is so good. Because we've got Linda Hamilton back, which is yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnie. So Edward Furlong was the John Connor yeah. in, um, in Terminator 2 Judgment Day yeah. from 91. And, and, and he has never reprised the role of John Connor since. And there's been a few yeah. Terminator films. They're ignoring all of that. Yeah. This Terminator Duck Fed is a direct sequel. Mm-hmm. So they're bringing him back. And I think it's just so, po- it's like poetic justice to me. Yeah, it's great. We have waited and we deserve this yes. team to come back. And he deserves it as well. He's had a bit of a rough patch yeah. for 25 years or more, 30. <laughs> it's going to be good to have him back. But also happening at uh, SDCC is big marble announcements to do with Phase 4. Yeah. The timing's a bit off for our recording of the podcast, unfortunately, so we're going to have to talk about it next week. Yeah, we may be living in the future in Australia, but we still don't have all the answers. No. Go away. So the the Phase 4 panel is going to be really exciting. We can't wait to see what comes out of that. One thing that has already leaked is that Taika Waititi is going to be... Oh, yeah, I knew that. I was, I was waiting for you to like... Did you think I had some... I thought you had someone new. I was going to be angry and excited that you kept it from me. Well, it is new, but Taika Waititi is returning as director of Thor 4. Yeah, and he's also going to write yes. the script, which he didn't write Ragnarok. No, but it's... Which I thought he had, but... It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I can't be wait. Ridiculous. So it's, it's what it's what fans want. I think it's what the MCU need to keep his tone and his particular way of filmmaking. And Thor Ragnarok was so well received. I think it's a really good, good move. Good move to keep him in the chair. I hope they give us the name of the film soon, though, because I can't keep going Thor Four, Thor Four, Thor Four, Thor Four. On that point, what do you think is going to come out of the Phase Four panel? Then well, we're going to hear about. I think we'll hear about the Eternals. We'll know when they. Because we've got release dates, but not aligned to films. No, we're not going to. Well, I, I hopefully, hopefully they'll map out what the net, what phase four is going to look. Maybe a few casting announcements, maybe. Yeah, they've made a few, but that should be cool. I want to know more about the Black Widow movie and yes, Black Panther two and yes, I want maybe them to tease that there might be another Avengers in there in whatever iteration. But I'm wondering whether the Loki series is going to turn into a Loki film. You reckon? I've heard whispers. Okay. That's good. Mm, we'll see. He'll bring a crowd. We'll see. Okay. Only rumours yeah. that exist within our minds. So we'll come mm. back to you on the actual legit truth. Yeah. Uh- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. After last week's talk about who's going to be playing Elvis mm-hmm. in Baz Luhrmann's biopic, we have Austin Butler. We were both wrong. We were both wrong. Uh, but having just looking at him, he looks a lot like yeah. Elvis, and I didn't actually see it until mm-hmm. it came out in the press. But, yeah, I'm open to it. I think this is... It's going to be a great film. and he's, Baz is great at casting. Yeah. And he's alongside, starring alongside Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker, Elvis's manager. Yeah. Which Tom Hanks just a winner. Oh, put, him, I, put him in your movie and it's I'm a really excited that he is in a Baz Luhrmann film because you wouldn't pair them up, would you? No, I guess really? not. But also, why hasn't it happened yet? Well, exactly. But yeah. Baz doesn't make movies very often. 2013 was his last feature yeah. and that was Gatsby, Great Gatsby, mm-hmm. because he went off and made that Netflix series. Tom Hanks has a good eye for musical films as well because he did directed that that thing you do. Oh, you remember that? No, you don't remember that film. No. no. Oh, okay, well then, mine then. I'll put that on my list. Yeah, it's. Has Tom it's Hanks been in a musical before? Yeah. What? Oh, that thing you'll that do. Thing you do. Okay, I need to look that up. It's not ringing a bell. It's a music film. It's not really a musical. But oh, okay. I don't think this film is going to be a musical either. Is it? it's going to be a? It should be a biopic. Bio, biopic. <laughs> <laughs> Still unsure. You know, now that Harry Styles is off the table for Elvis. Yeah, his manager's hustling. Yeah, and there's talks of him being Prince Eric in The Little Mermaid. Oh. I feel much more comfortable with that than him potentially playing Elvis. You clearly don't. I think <laughs> in the way that you were attached to The Lion King. Okay. I was a little bit, every little girl had a crush on Prince Eric. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like he needs to be a bit more butch, maybe. Well, maybe he's going to hit the gym. Yeah, maybe. Well, he's covered in tats too. Well, I mean, that's fine. They just cover that up. But yeah. actually, I'd like to see Prince Eric with tats. <laughs> then I'll sit up and listen. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm probably going to be the one that's going to froth over The Little Mermaid and you're going to be, it wasn't met my expectations. <laughs> English, that didn't make sense. I, why am I? I don't know. I just, I put, that was me. You're an old lady. That's me. Oh, God. I put accents on. Maybe they're, they're not necessary. Uh, this is really... The, the, the story of um, Mattel's Barbie mm. film has kind of gone in all these different directions. It's currently a sitting with Greta Gerwig, who's an indie darling. She's going she's gonna to write and direct it, mm. starring Margot Robbie. Barbie was originally attached to Amy Schumer, was going to play Barbie, and then it had changed for like Sony Universal and it got shopped around. And then it was going to be Anne Hathaway mm. as Barbie. So now it's changed again since so the third. I like Margot Robbie as Barbie. I think it would be great. It's in, because Amy Schumer, I think, was going to portray a very different kind of Barbie. Mar- Margot Robbie is very gorgeous, very she mm. looks like Barbie. I think having Greta Gerwig attached is going to make it a more interesting film. Oh, Without a doubt. Not that it wouldn't be interesting with Margot Robbie attached, but I just mean it would be it won't be as superficial mm. as what it could be. It could it could stray into dangerous territory. Yeah. And I think having Greta Gerwig there, she's got a good eye for what 
women want to see mm. in the cinema. And yep. yeah, I think she'll. And Margot and, and Margot has been a real loud voice on mm. uh, projects for women, and she it, this is going to be produced through her production company as well. Yeah, so she's a producer on the project. Uh, we jumped ahead from the Little Mermaid, but jumping back to it, or splashing back to it. <laughs> I'm a little bit of these parts. I'm here for the puns today. Mm. If someone's in talk to, to play King Triton, yeah, you're playing King Triton. King Triton, um, so we're swimming around the casting of Javier Bardem. I'm so sorry. Um, Javier Bardem, which will be great. Interesting. And because Rob Marshall is directing this film, he's worked with Javier Bardem on Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. So there's a relationship there. So that that's no real surprise. But yeah, this excites me. Mm. It's a very diverse cast uh, already, and this is just another notion. We, we, we need Ursula well, to be confirmed. Well, I'm pretty sure they're going to... Melissa? Yeah. You think it's locked in? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, that makes me nervous, but I've been less nervous now that I've just let it sizzle, let it float to the top. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is uh, this just came out of um, Comic Con as well this morning. So Jamie Lee Curtis will be returning for not one but two new Halloween films, uh, which will be released back to back in 2020 and 2021. We've got director David Gordon Green returning as well. He helmed the Halloween sequel, which came out in 2018, which was uh, amazing. And I I'm nervous because I don't know that we need two more. Yeah, I don't know if we need them to be called Halloween Kills. And Halloween ends. <laughs> so they're the names that they've given. The working titles. The Halloween Halloween kills is just cringe, but Halloween ends is eye rolling because the movies never fucking end. They're going to keep making them, yeah. so don't trick us and call it Halloween ends. It'll be like John Fun because <laughs> <laughs> a farewell to the world, farewell to Halloween. No, just kidding. That's just kidding. He's back. God, um, but we love John Fun and he can keep going, yeah. but that's fine. Do you say we don't think we need two? I don't think we need two more. I mean, I don't think we need one or all, but I'll I'll have one more, but I don't think we need two. It's a bit much. Mm. So there was a bit of controversy this week mm. about Bond being an African-American woman. Yeah. It was a bit of a clickbait. Mm. She's um, not She's not Bond. She's not. 007. Yeah. It's not the same thing. So I, we believe that. And I'm actually a little bit annoyed that this has come out because it would have been a really nice moment in the film that no one knew was happening. Yeah. Because I don't think it's going to play a huge part. And I'm confused as to why, whether it's it was leaked. Mm. Well, I wouldn't be confused if it was leaked. Or it was actually a, a PR choice mm. of the producers and whatever. They've made a lot of interesting yeah. PR choices with this film. And I think they're just trying to... They're trying to spin a good story because yeah. it's all been bad. Yeah. Well, this backfired because I think it was the way they communicated it. So our understanding is that Bond is retired. James Bond's retired, and he gets brought back in mm. to the to the mix to the fold of mm. MI six Yada. Like that. That's not a new uh, narrative plot point, but that's what we're going with. And he returns to MI six, and his 007 handle has been taken by someone, taken by someone else who happens to be an African American woman. Yeah, What's and I, I would have liked to have that played out in the movie. And been surprised. And been a surprise. I don't know then where that goes. Does he get his 007 handled back? We'll see. Like what, what happened? So there's a few questions. Hmm. Um, but everyone was up now. I'm seeking that the, the next Bond like was going to hand over to a woman. And then it was like, Bond can never be a woman. And mm-hmm. everyone just got up on their um, high horses. On their high horses. But it was, yeah. Anyway, we'll see when it comes out. 
We need to move on to trailers because we have some. We have a list of our. We have some trailers to unpack that were really exciting. So you're not a big fan of the Kingsman series, however. However, this trailer does it look great, doesn't amazing. it? Amazing. Yeah, I like the Kingsman. That hurts movies. to say. <laughs> I know you don't like them, but I like the Kingsman. No, I don't. Movie. I like the first Kingsman movie. I okay. don't like Golden Circle. Right. Okay. You know, clarity. There. So the, we got a trailer for the Kingsman. Yeah. And it's the beginning of the Kingsman Secret Service. And it seems like a more serious film. Very. Which it looks great. It's action packed. It's got Ray Fine starring. Yeah. I'm really into it. It looks really, really cool. Yeah. It's a movie no one asked for or could expect, but like I'm here for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it could be really interesting how they introduce how the Kingsman came to be. Yeah. And I love a period movie anyway. So I think this is set around World War One. One I'm super here for is Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Love Top Gun. I'm from that that Top Gun era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I love a Tom Cruise movie. Oh, me too. Give me a Tom Cruise movie any day because of the effort he puts in, the work ethic he has. I admire it. I love it. What do you think of the trailer? I got goosebumps. Yeah. As soon as the music starts, as soon as you see the plane take off, that gobble, like it just is everything. I'm not sold on the story. I'm not sure what the story is. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a new generation, but the visuals, the planes, the action, it's just going to be... It's going to look fantastic. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's a, yeah. they focused a lot on Tom, obviously. And in the trailer, I love that they gave us that scene of him riding on his motorbike yeah, alongside yeah. the plane and gave this coy little smile like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still doing this. <laughs> no, I do love that. And this is where... It's dangerous territory to to tread around mm. nostalgia. It's kind of been the theme of the podcast today. But you can, if done right, you can have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and you can make it work. And yeah, for some as cheesy as that was in the trailer, it's worked. Yes, you know the unveiling of the bike. Yeah, you know, like where has it been this whole time? Have you not driven it since the eighties? Like I don't know. It was, yeah, it was kind of. No, I think Tom's very aware of that as well. He knows how to make a good film. He knows what the audience wants. Him and The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, they are very tuned in to what an audience their audiences want. Like the way of squeezing yeah, in the rock. Yeah, squeezing the rock. I'm always squeezing in the rock. I can't believe you compared The Rock to Tom Cruise. I've done that before. We've discussed this before. Yeah, I can't believe you've done in terms that of work ethic and their understanding sure. of what an audience wants, they're yeah. on the ball. They're I, on the money. I to- yeah, totally agree with you. Okay. Explain to me what the fuck is digital fur technology? Okay. So we are going to unpack cats. Cats. The musical, everyone loves to hate. Yeah. Like everyone was very vocal about cats. The cats. It's the most successful so of all time. Is it the most successful? Mm, it's close to it's it. It's one of it. It's until money. Until, yeah, it is. Until Les Mis and Bantam took over it, it was on mm. Broadway West End for the lot, like the longest time and held records. I don't know how this works in the movie. Yeah. The director of Les Mis is at the helm. Mm-hmm. So that is exciting for me. But, yeah, this digital fur technology. because Everybody looks bizarre. I mean, in other words. Human cats. I mean, human cats are, are a bizarre concept in the first place, but it works on stage. Yeah, I don't know that it works in a film. the The, the stage production is so well known for its costumes and its and its makeup, mm. and I think that this movie is trying to recreate it digitally. Yeah, and they have recreated it digitally, but I think they, I don't know, there's that element missing. Which maybe they did screen tests and it really didn't look good and it was going to be like roll. 
So they went with this direction. But I always feel this could be unpacking a bit, but, you know, actors working with CGI and, Mm -hmm. you know, not real sets and tangible things. If I was an actor and I was trying to portray a cat and you're just in your Lorna Jane active wear (laughs) without any fur or any indication that you're a damn cat because, you know, post-production, they're going to sort it out for you, don't worry. Mm -hmm. You're not really going to... Are you really going to feel... Like a cat or really be able to get into that yeah. place? I will say in the trailer, the movements look beautiful. I think it's going to look pretty and yeah. very... It's a dance. Elegant. Yes. Yeah. I think it's the dancing is going to look very elegant. It's going to look very pretty. People's faces are doing a good job. The acting seems like a good job. But I think this is going to be a lesson in jumping on the bandwagon or the perils of jumping on the bandwagon, whereas some films... Like this Disney live action remake. Right. Where the Lion King's sort of fallen down in the same sense that now everyone's making films about musicals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This very well might be the one that go everyone goes okay enough now. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna be very successful. Cats That's is a very it has a very unique audience too. Very musical theatre audience. It's, I have no idea how it It might end up not. alienating people. Mm. What do you think about the set? It looked like a set. Mm. It did not look real. And they've made the beds bigger and the chairs mm. bigger and they're kind of like playing around. But it's been really fun for the actors. Totally. I don't know how to feel about it. I really don't. It just, yeah, it's awkward for me. Yeah. I've watched it like five times, the trailer. And they have like a little behind the scenes. What did you think in Jennifer Hudson's memories? Oh, too much. It didn't hit the right note for me. Oh, the dear. <laughs> These puns are going too far. Oh, God, Elvis. Um, we want to retain listeners, Lee. We don't want to push them away. Yeah, no, I wasn't really feeling that. Yeah. Let's move on to okay, sure. It Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Another brilliant chapter. I'm really excited about this one. The first It fell with Tim Curry scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. It really affected me as a kid. It Chapter 1 didn't affect me as much. It was a very good film. I liked it, but it didn't affect me as much. I'm hoping having the adult cast involved now and based on the trailer, it looks like it's upping the scare factor. Yeah, it looks really terrifying. So I'm hoping it's going to be a lot scarier. Yeah. I found the f- um, it uh, really creepy. Mm. So I think they're going to be playing in that space again, excuse me, because they, they nailed that. Mm. But it lo- this looks more terrifying, like you said. Yeah. yeah. So creepy plus turning up the terror yeah a notch or two the adult cast is just perfect yeah so i'm all for it as well yeah what what other trailers? oh uh we had hustlers hustlers uh which is jennifer lopez mm-hmm. uh film yeah look i'm not really um vibing that too much i'm into this because i do cold dancing oh and so <laughs> i'm actually yeah i think <laughs> yeah i think i'll really i'm gonna really enjoy Seeing that on screen, it's, yeah. it's very impressive. the sport of yeah. dancing. it's very impressive. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. So I'm quite impressed seeing when J-Lo, she's got some core strength, let me tell you. She's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, J-Lo movies have a certain tone to them. Yeah. I, I reckon. And this could be... This one's also Hardy B in it. It's yeah. a very yeah. specific movie. Yeah. We also have a, a second trailer for Ad Astro, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, Mace mm-hmm. movie. This is a really different trailer to the first one that mm-hmm. they dropped a little while ago. Well, actually not that long ago. I feel like this movie, they're really playing on the drama and like the story and mm-hmm. there's a lot at stake. Yeah. A lot more going it's on. Lot, yeah, it's very serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the first trailer 
played a little bit more of a bit more of the action in the special effects. This one was much more character focused, yeah. which makes me wonder, like, what is this film? What is the tone of this mm-hmm. film? Not that it's confusing, but I can now, it's now identified that it's got a lot more layers to it than once thought. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really curious. Yeah. I'm really, really curious about this movie. Mm. Um, and we also have... Playing with fire. Yeah, this god-awful... It's like... Um, it's a cookie-cutter film yeah. starring John Cena. Yeah, it reminds me of that Vin Diesel film, The Pacifier, where or they've the, got a Or the rock film, The Tooth Fairy. The Tooth Fairy. It is literally like cut pace cut pace it's the same shit yeah shit being the prominent word there a guy having to deal with kids yeah they're, they're all firefighters but that you know thing it's very slapstick so th- these movies have a place yeah they do and they're like the premise- escapist kid like purely targeted at kids yeah and the premise is always very far-fetched like totally. how do these people end up with kids but this movie is literally two and a half minutes of terrible writing and bad jokes and but, yeah, take your little waters to that, I reckon, but nothing yeah. particularly interesting to share. So there is a theme to next week's films. Yeah. The film's coming out next week on July 25th. We've got The Keeper, which is based on the true story of Bert Troutman, a German prisoner of war who played for Manchester United and fell in love with the team manager's English daughter. We also have Diego Maradona, which is a biopic based on one of the greatest footballers in the, from the 80s, Diego Maradona, obviously. But this one's directed by Asif Kapadia, who did the Amy Winehouse doco, so I think that's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. But again, a very specific audience. It's all football fans yeah. next week. So are they doing a double bill or yeah. football fans go Saturday, Sunday, see these two movies? And then Apocalypse Now. Final Cut, so a remastered three-hour version to celebrate the 40th anniversary. Yeah. Which also fits into the same generation as yeah, like it's a a very similar. It's a very specific audience that's going to enjoy the movies coming out. Yeah, it's a bit light on. I guess um, no one really wanted to schedule a bigger film around the Lion King. Yeah, the Lion King has got centre stage. Yeah, Uh, the Lion King could make a butt ton of money, but I have a feeling that it's gonna it's gonna open big worldwide, Mm -hmm. but then it will literally taper off at the end because the the I think the feeling around this movie is not positive enough for people who weren't sure when they're going to see it or not will actually go. Mm. They just won't. And I don't really see people going to see it more than once either. Mm. So I'm going to call it now. I don't think it's going to crack a billion. If it does, then, you know. Well, I I disagree. I think people are going to enjoy it. It's it's got its problems. It's got its flaws, but I think it's it's enough. It's done enough to really pull in that specific family audience so yeah yeah i think i was as i said pleasantly surprised definitely draw the family audience you're on yeah well there we are that was a massive episode that was huge lots to talk about there so thank you for uh tuning in next week we will unpack more of comic-con yep we'll talk all things marvel which we're on the edge of our seat to do Yes. And don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. Yes, please. Follow us on Instagram at Popcorn Podcast. Yes, please. And please share your thoughts on the films that you're seeing at the moment. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. (laughs) Wait, what are you going to (laughs) say? I was going to say, whose side are you on? Oh, yeah. We want to know whose side you're on. Uh, That's really the most important takeout from this. Yeah. Lee or Tim. Ding, ding, ding. Round one. Yeah. Catch you next time. We are now on YouTube, guys, where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you... 
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Subscribe so you don't miss a single one.